Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, and welcome once again to History Tweets. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Uh, the topic of our podcast today is the fetish killer, a guy by the name of Jerry Brudos, who was a serial killer. He killed four women uh, back in the late 1960s. He was a freak. Uh, he had a lot of different fetishes. He became known as the fetish killer. And uh, we're going to talk about his dastardly deeds. But before we do, let me introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented the queen of mean, the mistress of the macabre, the empress of evil, pill-popping, penis-loving, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm all right, Timmy. How are you? I am well. Did you have a good weekend? It was all right, but I went to a, uh, I went to a redneck baby shower this weekend, which was very, what? very stressful. What is a redneck baby shower? Well, I didn't know before yesterday, but... Did it, was it billed as a redneck? It was show? not. Okay. So imagine my surprise when I got there and there's hard liquor and there's beer and there's moonshine. I, probably somewhere, and the father, you know, the father to be is already drunk, and it was just, you know, they're giving away bottles of Coke and Crown as baby prizes, and and it sounds like a nice. So hold on, you're telling me that you went to a party that you found tacky i know right <laughs> no listen what the hell so like this, what trailer park <laughs> um i'm telling you so like this old lady was there and she went up and got a one of the bags that april got a gift and she goes up and just like steals one of those bags and starts loading it up full of shit like she was just taking all the stuff off the table she's taking food she's taking drinks She's loading it all up. Maybe she thought she was at the Academy Awards. <laughs> uh, maybe she thought she was getting a swag bagger that she deserved it. But I tell you what, we went to go get, you know, everybody was supposed to get either a bottle, little bottle of wine or a little bottle of Coke and a little bottle of Crown. And my girlfriend and I went back to go get our bo- bottles of Crown and somebody had taken them all. Motherfuckers took all the hard liquor. So you don't know where it, it was at. You, you didn't went even to get the a hard my liquor. Name is Earl baby shower. Fuck yeah, we did. <laughs> you went to a it baby shower amazing. where they gave away booze and you didn't get any booze. Got no booze. <laughs> yeah, that kind of defeats the whole purpose. I I was you know I and I had to tell I had to tell my mother about it. My mom just couldn't get past the fact that you know in general it, you know you it's okay you know we have a an, a co-ed baby shower. It's a little unusual, but people have those now and that's fine. But my mother, my mother could not get past the fact that they had booze. 
at one in the afternoon. Well, we, you, we, but I'm telling you that that really it probably does a lot for attendance. I would think we have every baby shower. We have this punch that my my niece makes, and it's got alcohol. When we got married. Is it like wine? Like, is it a wine spritzer? Or is it something Yeah, it's kind of like a wine. Yeah, it's no. kind of a... So it's not like you're sitting there shooting back tequila at the baby well, no, shower. Well, no, because the last one we had, um, Sarah's mother was there, and she had to go lay down. And Renee said, you know, she doesn't seem to understand. She comes to these things all the time, but she doesn't understand. This is Walter's punch. Right. This isn't like a regular punch. But uh, when we was when we got married, we had a champagne fountain, and uh, I had a chocolate fountain. Did you? It was pretty great. Well, this was, and we were getting we was getting our pictures I had a lot taken. Of time to have any fountain? <laughs> well, the kids got into the champagne fountain, uh-huh. as they will do. Yeah, so we Hell got yeah. to the wedding. You know, we had our picture taken. We walk into the reception hall. We got a bunch of kids in there, all liquored up. Yeah. Which made for a good night, but well, and that's a Walter's party. It is a Walter's and party, yeah. he, it is a Walter story uh, that intruded into Brandy time. Well, and shocking, <laughs> shocking <laughs> that it's all about Chuck now. It's <laughs> all like about Chuck. <laughs> My hillbilly party's not enough. We got to put focus <laughs> on to Chuck. So let's let's get to him before we, you know, before all he right, starts pitching the introduce the. Um, Moral compass of the podcast. I wish podcast. you would not introduce him as that. A man who's been described as the an oasis in the desert of despair. Nope. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm doing really good today. To me, I had a I had a great well, I didn't have a great weekend. I had had a great yesterday. I took my little my little great nephew Jack to the zoo when it was raining. No nobody there, um, so we could. Get through the zoo, go on the train a bunch of times. Yeah, and, but it was yeah. raining. Um, we have to ride the train constantly. Yeah, the train. And uh, and Saturday was spent um, trying to talk Renee off the ledge because Friday night, Rudy had to spend the night in the animal hospital. And, yeah, well, you want to tell everyone um, what happened? Of course he does. Well, yeah, and for, like those, a, you know, for those who version. don't follow me on Facebook, um, I come home friday night and uh fake news renee is saying that you know something she thinks some well it was late friday night renee said she thought something was wrong with rudy i'm condensing it if you quit interrupting me oh christ so renee says i think something's wrong with rudy he keeps panting he won't stop panting and i i so i said okay and i looked and i said look at his stomach his stomach looks huge so we google that and it turns out that that could be a very serious matter to me so we rush him at, to the animal hospital at about 2 in the morning. And uh, they do all kinds of x-rays and everything else because you can get this thing called stomach flip in a dog and it'll kill him. And uh, so they, but they can't figure out what's wrong with him. And they do x-rays and they say his stomach's completely full, his colon's completely full. And can't figure out, you know, there's no blockage or anything. Mm-hmm. So... They keep him overnight, and the next morning I get up and go down to feed the cats, and I got no cat food. And I said, Renee, where's where's that bag of cat food I bought? I just bought a bag of cat food on Thursday night, and I, I know I brought it down here. Where the hell is it? She said, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I look over in the family room. Now I'm in the basement on the floor, Timmy. A three-and-a-half-pound bag of cat food is empty. All right, so Rudy uh, Friday uh, afternoon, had 
Rudy went to the family room, took a three and a half bag, bag of cat food pound with him, pound yeah. of cat food, watched cable, probably got on demand and watched a movie Netflix, or some probably sort. Probably watched porn. Probably watched doggy, doggy porn. porn yeah. yeah. And uh, ate a three and a half pound bag of food, which completely... Who amongst us has not <laughs> yeah. done that? Well, so no wonder he was panting. Cat food. <laughs> and, uh, not necessarily cat food, but let's <laughs> let's look at it. Let's substitute bag of Oreos right. for and cat food. Renee refuses to buy cheap cat food. Sure. But I have yet to ever have a $625 bag of cat food because that's what this cost me with the x-rays and overnight stay and... Uh, well, and, it, and it, it turns out all he had to do was poop. Yeah. Uh, about 25 times on Sunday, the dog emptied. Finally, what we did was we just left the door open. On Saturday, we got him home about, we picked him up about 7 o'clock on Saturday night, and we just left the back door open, cracked the screen, and Rudy play, and, and, every, and then he'd run out to the yard. And I'm telling you, you talk about, a, you know, that post about the sloth, dropping oh yeah a third that's a third of their body weight now that's a thing i know if you would have seen what i was because i got one of those really cool scoopers it looked like i had it you people would think i owned a fucking horse to me the way this thing okay looked. so how is rudy now rudy is very well yeah rudy's very he's going that, much much better that's all that matters really is it yes i'm just saying this to move on he owes me 630 dollars <laughs> yeah well good luck good luck he only gives us a dollar a month. <laughs> <laughs> cheap bastard. <laughs> He's a cheap little fucker. We would like to thank all of you who support us on Patreon. If Except you would, for Rudy. No, we'd like to thank Rudy, too. If you would like to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash historydweeps, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee little bit to me. Every little thing helps, and we truly, truly appreciate it. If you cannot afford to give, that's okay. Just uh, continue to listen and uh, tell others about our podcast. We would really appreciate it. And give us a review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Let us uh, thank uh, those who do support us on Patreon. That's Alicia and Chip, TJ Young, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Maja, uh, Aaron, uh, pronounced uh, it's A-R-O-N, but it's pronounced E-R-I-N. I was getting it wrong. I know. Shock. Uh, <laughs> Kimberly Chabron, uh, Elise from Arkansas, Scotty J with the Killers, Cults, and Nutjobs podcast, Diane Student from the History Goes Bump podcast, Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara, of course, Dr. Jeff and his uh, lovely wife, Don, down there in uh, Dominica. Andrew Happ. Hope you are feeling better, Andrew. Holly Woodward. Shirley um, Strap. Todd Long. Uh, Lydia Fisher and her do uh, or sister, Ruth. Uh, Jennifer Rasnick. Tyrone. Phyllis Munson. Sarah Morgan. Melissa Montoya. Brittany Martin. Joe Hopkins from the Now America uh, history podcast got a uh, new episode was released yesterday I listened to it it's really good Mandy Swanson Jennifer Siemens and her mother Linda Cindy Lou Heather Poole uh, also of course our friend uh, friends Charlie and Allie from the Insight podcast um, uh, Chris Hauer she told me to call her Chris not Christine so Chris Hauer and her wonder cat Jeffrey uh, Cheryl Weldon, and then, of course, the re 
the uh, recovering Rudy the Wonder Dog. It's quite uh, lost a couple pounds, I'm sure, after his Oh, I'm sure he did lose ordeal. a couple pounds. Because when we took him into the vet, he's normally about 62 pounds. Mm-hmm. He was 67 pounds when we took him into the vet. Yeah, well, he's he's lost a few, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I think he's dropped a few. Yeah, hopefully he'll stay away from the cat food. He's a dumbass. How was the cats? Were the cats pissed? Oh, the cats were pissed as hell. I was pissed. I had to go buy cats new cat food. Cats are always pissed, though. All right, let's talk about the fetish killer, serial killer, Jerry Brudus. Um, Brudos, I think his name. Brudos. Brudos. Jerry Brudos became known as the fetish killer, Brandy. I heard. Brudos would stalk um, Salem, Oregon, and the surrounding areas in the late 1960s. He kept a gruesome photographic record of his crimes. He carried out all of his murders um, while abstentionally carrying on a normal life. Between 1968 and 1969, Jerry Burdos bludgeoned and strangled four young women brandy it is believed that there were other victims as well uh he killed most of them or some of them in his garage in salem oregon where he kept or at least one of them he kept uh, trophies of his victims um he kept two pairs of amputated breasts Ew. that were used as paperweights Mm. And the left foot of a 19-year-old woman named Linda Swanson, that was his first victim, uh, and he used her um, foot as a model for uh, the women's shoes that he collected. He had a shoe fetish, and he would steal women's underwear, and he stole their shoes. So he used for her, he cut off her foot and used it as a foot model for his shoes. Jesus Christ. Um, after committing murder... Uh, he would uh, usually uh, usually when he, he committed these murders he was in some cases he was cross-dressing at the time um, he would uh, masturbate on the corpse sure all right let's talk about to his add insult to injury Timmy yeah yeah uh, in his early life Jerome Henry Jerry Brudos was born on January 31st 1939 of course that would be the last day of January, Brandy. Thank you. Uh, he was born in Webster, South Dakota. Can't imagine anything else happening in Webster, South Dakota. So he's probably the main attraction. <laughs> he's probably the uh, the favorite son of Webster. <laughs> oh, for sure. They got, they got a stat, a three hundred pound statue of him. <laughs> yeah, he had a weight problem. Our our friend Jerry. Um, Jerry uh, was the second son of Henry and Eileen. He had a brother named Larry, Jerry and Larry. There's a come on Eileen <laughs> joke there somewhere. I know. Come on, Eileen. Uh, Jerry was uh, an accidental birth, Brandy. Well, you'll have that. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Was it an accidental conception or an accidental yeah. birth? Well, they wasn't trying to conceive when he was born, but when they found out when... When Eileen found out she was pregnant, she was hoping for a daughter. Yeah. Because she already had Larry, of course, the son. Right. Um, but, you know, they were. she was disappointed when Jerry was born uh, because he was not a girl. <laughs> they lived on a farm in outside of Webster, South Dakota at the time. His mother wanted a girl and often ignored and belittled, belittled Jerry. 
That seems to be a pattern with the serial killers, Timmy. Their mothers are bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, some of this is according to Jerry, so who knows? Both parents, you know, how much do you trust the word of a serial killer? Both parents were known to be physically abusive, according to Jerry. They were known to be, so it wasn't just, oh, he that we're still taking his word for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is what he. I I got a report of a psychosocial that they did on him. Yeah. So this is what he's telling the, the social worker, social worker, or the uh, clinician, or whoever. Anyway, his mother would dress him uh, as a girl and have him model pretty dresses uh, for visitors in their home. That you know, happens that, a lot to serial killers. Yeah. That seems yeah. in order. Don't, That's a pattern. Don't force <clears throat> your kids to cross-dress. They want to do that. That's fine. Just don't pick their own gender, but yeah. don't pick the gender for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the family moved around a great deal before they settled in Salem, Oregon. I've never been to Oregon, but I'm going to this summer. That's the way they had the... I heard it's very nice. Mm-hmm. That's where they had the hippie witch trials up in Salem, Oregon, Timmy. The hippie witch trials. <laughs> so full of shit. By the age of five, Jerry had already developed a shoe fetish, Brandy. Yeah. After playing with some spike heels he found at the local junkyard. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. Fi- I don't know junkyard? why a five-year-old is wandering around a junkyard. But well, because according to him, his parents don't love him. <clears throat> he found a pair of open-toed, high-heeled shoes there it is. in a junkyard. Open-toed. Open-toed. They were yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Uh, in a junkyard while wandering and playing alone. Again, he's five years old here, so he's you know there's some lack of adult supervision. It would appear clearly. Uh, he wore them home, and his mother scolded him repeatedly for wearing the shoes and eventually burned them. But the bitch dressed him up. Well, you know why? She, did they not match they his outfit Satan or shoes. something? They or didn't something? match his bag. I, I don't know. Was, <laughs> Maybe they was, didn't match his bag. Maybe yeah, was it, I mean, was he wearing brown shoes with a with the yeah. blue dress she put yeah, him in that I, day? Or I what was the deal there? They're Satan's shoes. I don't know. Yeah. What's the highest heel you ever wore, devil? Oh, I have no idea. Did How about you, ever, you Chuck? I, what, what's the devil's heels? I wore those before. Those were four inches or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Have you ever gone bigger than four inches? <laughs> <laughs> Econ professor. <laughs> That's what we're going to do today. It's, I, I, it's we, fucking we, Monday. We got to work the econ professor into every show. We don't. It's you fucking know, He's Monday. probably dead now. He would probably like... They say when you die, you die twice. The first time when you stop breathing, the second time when the last person mentions your name. So we keep him alive. We keep him alive. We, He's not we dead. We keep his memory. He is alive somewhere in your ovaries or your no, uterus or somewhere. No, in there. he's just a little bit of him alive somewhere. No, somewhere. I'm just, no, I'm just. He's not, alive. I mean, he's not fucking dead. I'm not trying to. Well, he was probably close to dead. What was he, like 80 when you was having that affair with him? No. But, uh,. I, no, mean, I, I, I mean, you was probably a big catch for him being a young college student, him being 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not 80. God. Did you All right. To, so how it hard? fucking Monday. <laughs> you got into it. God Did damn it. it. <laughs> she got into a econ di- teacher's diapers. <laughs> well, so, we're, just, we're just trying to keep his I wasn't trying alive. to make it dirty, devil. I was just curious as to. Well, well the, even if he was, let's see, he was 40. That had to be what? Like 30 years ago? No. So he's like 70 now. It was like 20 years ago. All right. So he's 50, in his 50s. He's probably in his 50s now, yes. All right. I bet he was I bet he was 80 when he was born. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> shit. 
All right. Anyway, back. To and here. yeah, we were got we got shit on the page for that. But the only reason we give the day and people because people were like, why are you so mean for sleep on the we're not mean. We don't. We're not no, making they judgments. Mean. They're judging, and they're that mean. She slept with the econ professor. We're they're only mean. making a judgment that she slept with the econ professor and only got a C minus. That's not even true. She got a C plus, but a C plus. But, I'm sorry, but obviously she must not been that good. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just saying. If he was really, or he, or he are or, you? Or, wait a minute. <laughs> ask yourself: Is this a road that you want to go down? I've been doing a fucking hillbilly show. Hillbilly baby shower my email hasn't worked right all day or i mean it could be he's you know he's just a really tough great or he, he or he was grading on a curve he's grading on a curve that happens you can't help that you, hey i had a class one time i had this class philosophy because at least i'm not trolling you know elementary schools for dates i am I, I, I had a uh philosophy i mean a philosophy class one time and with this, with this uh, cheerleader was in my class, and she was like, you know, your typical, you know, what you think of a dumb blonde. Sure. Don't stereotype. There was 20, 25 of us in the class, and, he, and this teacher grade, she got an, uh, I got an 80 on the test. She got like this, a score like was off the chart. She gets like an, uh, 105. I get like an 80. Maybe she, she was smarter than you. She, no, one, she was smart. She was bright. She got an A. I got a C, and everyone else failed the class. Or failed, oh, this is the exam, not the class, but the exam. So maybe you were fucking your professor, too. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I can understand your, you know, why you may ended up with a C+. Plus. I did. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shut up. Can we talk about the freak show foot fucker here? Yeah. All right, back to Jerry. Back to the other freak show. All right, Jerry. You guys suck. You no, had fuck him, you, shut up. You had him fuck for four you, classes. <laughs> four classes you had the man for. I did. What, and what, did you go to an Amish college or how something for it, fuck's sake? Was, how did it, was it a one-room college? Why is this so college? interesting to you? <laughs> no, no. You act like I'm the only person ever in life you to the sleep one, with their professor. Did, did you make a move on him? Or did he this make This is so not important. It, well, it, it's not it's important. Kind of it's very boring. boring. All right. All right. We're, we're not going to ask you the whole story. I just, no, you well, are. No, just one question. You, no, and Who I'm not answering it. Who made the first it. move? I'm not answering it. Did you sit there and like play with your head? Because you know that was a big hair days. No, it wasn't the big hair days. She was twirling no. her hair. It was not big hair days. Oh, oh yeah. Then. Okay. This was, was it the Pat Benatar cut time? Pat Benatar When did you cut? go to college? When did you? I went to college in... I graduated in 92, so then I went to college after that. Okay. Was you goth or emo or something? It wasn't goth or emo. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out which breakfast club member you were. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back to Jerry. Judd Nelson. She's not going to share any of her... Why are you so private? We all, sh- I don't know. Me we, and Timmy are open We already with our said listeners. that this, uh, the, t- the, the rule of the podcast is that we are very honest and open. And I am honest. honest. No, you won't tell us. I'm uh, honest. You won't tell us who made the move first on you. Was it, was it you he hitting did. on him? He no, did. he did. Okay, that's all I asked. Thank you. Jerry, back to Jerry. Feel fucking better now. I a little bit. I mean, we're we're filling in the pieces slowly. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah, we <laughs> are. We're going to get this whole story. We're going to get the, the podcast ends. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. And then we'll edit it out and, <laughs> <laughs> and say whatever you want anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 
We don't care about the truth. We just like to tell bad stories about the devil. All right, back to Jerry. He found a pair of open-toed shoes in a junkyard, as I mentioned. Where we all go shoe shopping. Yeah. And his mother scolded him repeatedly for wearing these shoes and eventually burned them. When he was six years old in 1945, Jerry's family moved to Riverton, California. And Jerry entered. I wonder if that is near where Tasha is from. Jerry moved, uh, entered the first grade. His teacher, Brandy. Yes. Wore high heel shoes. No. Oh. And kept a second pair in the classroom. Yes. So, a female teacher? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> hid, Jerry hid the second pair of shoes from his teacher so that he could take them home. You know what? That's shitty because that was her probably her comfortable mm-hmm. pair. Yeah, that's probably what she used to walk to the bus with. Or yeah, that's her comfortable her pair of rock shoes. Ports. She mm-hmm. wore rock boards. Anyway. Her orthopedic <laughs> shoes. <laughs> orthopedic uh, shoes. A classmate. Crocs. <laughs> oh, a, God. A classmate snitched on Jerry. Fucker. And um, did he get bridges? Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, the teacher yeah. got very angry at him and uh, called him out for stealing her shoes in front of the class. And Jerry became very embarrassed and ran from the classroom. <laughs> in 1946. Hold on. Just imagine again. <laughs> I, I picture Timmy. I don't have a thing for feet. Feet are ugly. No, I'm just I'm picturing a kid getting up, jumping out of his chair, and bolting out of the classroom. Yeah. Who's ah! a, who stole my shoes? <laughs> well, he was busted. Ah! He was busted. <laughs> he was six years old. That's kind so, of I mean, you know. Picture kind of little pudgy kid. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a little freckle face kid. Looks like the catcher from the Sandlot. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, the guy actually does look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks creepier as he gets older, too, because <laughs> he shaves his head. <laughs> Somebody stole my shoes. So he looks like Butterbean? Yes, he looks like Butterbean. Just think about Butterbean in a woman's dress and a wig. <laughs> <laughs> in 1946. I got a little bit of a chub there, Jimmy. <laughs> okay. In 1946, when he was seven years old, Jerry failed the second grade. No. Oh. Second grade's a bitch. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you got that whole addition subtraction thing going yeah. on. Jerry uh, uh, was diagnosed with measles. I had German measles when I was a kid. I'm not surprised. I had Russian measles. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know they had Russian measles. Yeah, I had a special kind. Well, of course was, you did. It was the Cold War. He's a third <laughs> asshole guy. You had the German measles, but they'd already been defeated by then, and the Russians were on the move. It was, I see. It was horrible. Anyway, he had sore throats, swollen glands, laryngitis during the whole second grade. So he... he you he, mean the stuff that comes along with measles? How yeah. the fuck long did the measles last? Why were they, like, why was he having a year-long bout with the measles? I'm not sure. I guess the implication is that it affected his ability to uh, do schoolwork. So he failed the second grade. He was struggling. I think that's a he, was, he was already struggling in the second grade with obesity, which is sad. And math, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Or even he was falling behind because he was writing sick. Anyway, um, he had several operations on his extremities to fight against a fungal infection or infections. Oh, he had those funky toenails. He also complained Ew. of uh, he also complained of frequent headaches that often left him to be unable to see clearly. Now these headaches would be a problem throughout his life. Uh, school officials thought that eyeglasses might solve these problems. Uh, 
and uh, but they they didn't. Or were the lights out, as in my child's case? <laughs> well, Mama, I can't see. I mean, later on, he would claim that before he would go on these uh, missions to kill women, he would have terrible headaches and blackout. I mean, that's. Oh, so, well, I know, but he complained about these headaches. I mean, even as a as a kid, over the next few years. Um, so everybody with a migraine now has an excuse to go out. And no, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying what he. I'm just saying what he said that he had these headaches, and then he would relieve them by going out, and he wouldn't be able to find relief until he went out and masturbated on someone's foot or something. I don't. Know. <laughs> over the next few years. Jerry's family moved twice and during this time to um, and ended up in a place called uh, they lived in two different places in Oregon one called Grants Pass and Oregon and then the other Wallace Pond at Grants Pass Jerry's neighbors had several teenage girls and Jerry began to sneak in their house hmm. um, and play with their clothes uh, that doesn't seem kosher so his shoe fetish uh, expanded to women's undergarments. Ooh. There you go. And he he was would a big he, kid. he would steal um, underwear off of um, clotheslines. Clotheslines. Remember how women used to dry their clothes, or men, I guess, on the clotheslines yes. in the backyard. He would go in his neighbor's backyard and steal those <clears throat> undergarments. You know, nothing's quite so nice as washing a load of sheets and them yeah and hanging them, them out yeah. in the springtime yeah. yeah oh in the fall in the winter whatever yeah well apparently so apparently <laughs> yeah, apparently, stiff. <laughs> apparently the only thing better than that to jerry was underwear yeah but see by then you nobody would sell that freshly linened freshly cleaned air-dried underwear on ebay now you got to get the dirty ones yeah yeah to make it the real money mm-hmm um, well, they, and, and when you charge, you have to charge for the underwear. You have to count that cost of those oh, sure. underwear in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to factor that hey, in. And women's underwear is not cheap. I know. You can get, Believe you me, I know. know. You can get. <laughs> <laughs> you tell. Well, you know, no, that's not true. Because you know what? If it's just going to be the underwear that you make funky, then you don't even need really good underwear. You know, that's the least you could do, though. I mean, like. Wear it yourself, you know, because you know that the picture that they post, like on eBay or something, of the woman who's selling underwear. Mm. Oh yeah, that's some, not the woman. Someone they download, someone picture yeah. they got from the internet. The woman that's wearing them's got like four. And, you know, she. Oh, got, she's like a size two or something, and then you get you get them in you get them in the mail, and they come in a <laughs> yeah, big huge it. package. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, they could fake it and just rub it real hard, the crotch areas together. Yeah. I don't think you'd the have crotch to get areas. size. Is that? God, <laughs> that's the technical term. Okay. I didn't realize that was. But anyway, Jerry was still in the... Underwear is not cheap, though. No. It, you can get underwear at Family Dollar in the dollar store. Yeah, but well, you don't want I mean, that. You want the frilly kind. Yeah, I mean, you want the, you know, well, if you're going to pay the price. I mean, clearly yeah. you could charge probably 50 bucks for a pair of Victoria's Secret underwear that's worn for a week. Okay. I mean, do they wear them for a whole week, you think? God, I would hope not, but I bet you there are people that do. Right. Damn, you just snap pieces of I, I mean, really, off. let's say, so I mean, if I head. was a woman, I would be doing that. I, I seriously would be selling my underwear on. I mean, why not? If I was a woman, I wouldn't be wearing underwear. You'd be a whore. Oh, I'd be such a whore. I wouldn't be wearing a bra. I wouldn't be wearing nothing. 
Dude, I'd be a lesbian. Why would you not wear a bra? And I would. Hmm? Why would you not wear a bra? I, I, I do not. I, he does not are, need support. Bras are social constructs created by man to uh, control women. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Because I actually think it just holds. Don't hurt, don't try to keep him down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't. I think it just like holds up my tits, make sure they don't hit me in the kneecaps. <laughs> well, and that's true too. Now, when it, when when you get home, it's, it's on. Now, no, you know what? Renee will not uh-uh. until she's ready to go to sleep. She will not take a bra off. No. When I get home, that's the first thing that goes. Yeah, I lose my pants when I get home. Perfect. Your yeah. pants? Yeah, I walk around in boxers. I can't stand wearing pants at home. Really? Now, so I have I have about. I can't four, stand four being naked though. Pants. Like I can't sleep naked. That drives me nuts. Well, you can't sleep He's a naked. He's never nude. You know why you can't Timmy's sleep naked? Timmy's a never naked. nude. Yeah, I, I use an umbrella even when I'm in the shower. You got to be prepared, and this is my my thing. You know what? People will believe that. Don't <laughs> say that. You got to be prepared for anything that might happen to you in life. Yeah. And you go to sleep. When do a lot of bad things happen when you're sleeping? And, and I don't care who you are. I don't care so if you you're... keep a Swiss Army knife in your taint. What? <laughs> no. Like behind your ball sack? You cannot. I don't care if you're the rock. You cannot wrestle effectively naked. It just don't work. So you gotta have. I got sweatpants. I go to I go to uh, Walmart or the cheap place, the Family Dollar. I get those Hanes sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And Fine I, quality there. Oh I, no, I'm no. with him on that. I cut them off right at the knees, mm-hmm. and that's what I sleep in every night. Okay, I can't sleep. I can't have something on my legs that bothers me. But well, that's why I cut them off at the knees. And if I cut them off at the knees, that makes sure nothing dangles out. I hate sleeping. If I, can't I cut them off sleep. any shorter at the knees, sometimes it could slip out there. Nope. All right. Back you to weirdo. back to Jerry. Back to, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about this freak show instead of you for just a minute. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back to you. Anyway, uh, so as he, Jerry began going through puberty, he would masturbate excessively, <laughs> sometimes as often as eighteen times a day. Huh? Is that excessive? It's uh, <laughs> a point it, of view. I suppose. He's probably shooting pee at that point. 18 times? Well, no, you, times? It, might be, it might be a dry fire. You put calluses on that son of a bitch. It but it might be some, a dry fire. Yeah. His well, mother, after four, you're getting dry fires. His mother walked in on uh, Jerry masturbating in his room. <laughs> Did he stop? <laughs> no, he, she beat him severely. <laughs> That's not what I asked. <laughs> he kept going, no. His, Hit me harder, Mama. No, Hit his me mother harder, was, Mama. His mother was disgusted <laughs> at anything in. sexual in nature. And she forced Jerry to wash his own stained sheets by hand. So I guess he was... <laughs> he, was, a, he, was he was having he, wet dreams, too. I yeah, suppose. he wasn't using a sock or whatever. <laughs> amateur. You know what? How could he not be so prepared? He knows what he's going to do when he gets in the he bathroom. He is surprised every time. <laughs> he knows what he's going to do when he goes in the bathroom, in the <laughs> yeah. living room, in the kitchen. <laughs> the grocery store. Right. <laughs> he knows Movie theater. <laughs> I mean, come on. How are you not prepared? Around this time, Jerry began to have bizarre fantasies. <laughs> Around this time? Around this time? Because I think it's, well, I think those started a while earlier. But he fantasized that he, no, these are bad. He fantasized that he would capture a girl or girl, force her to obey his commands and make her beg for mercy. So, you know, just like right then, like Amber, Croup, and Gen Z ears just perked <laughs> Brittany. up. Yeah. His yeah. ears just perked up. <clears throat> All right. See anyway. now, I, I've had this this fantasy before, and, and and I would never go through with it. But 
Did I? Uh, I'm so grossed out right now. I could get a woman, and I could I could make a cook for me whatever I want anytime I want. Sicko. Like fried banana sandwiches and grilled cheese sandwiches and whatever. That would be cool. You're I mean, a sadist. Like, you know what? <clears throat> no, because this weekend NCAA tournament was on. You can. You can. You can hire a cook anytime you want. Yeah. You can. Yeah. You've got fuck you money. You can hire a cook anytime. I don't you have want. any kind of money. I no, got... you have nothing. But Renee could hire a cook anytime <laughs> yeah. she wanted. She mm-hmm. still cooks. I tell. She's still the one cooking in the house. Well, clearly. She, she's she know well because she knows how to cook. So house. what exactly do you bring to the table? She's mm-hmm. out, she makes the money in the home. Well, and he's getting chunky because you can tell she cooks and she cooks. <laughs> he's what exactly chunky. do you do? I have a certain set of skills, Timmy. He can fix drawers. Right. He can fix the shower head. He can fix things. That's yeah. about the size of it. Because I'm sorry, you can get dick just about anywhere you want. Oh, not this guy. Yes. Not this guy. All right. Let's no Bigger. Let's not talk any more about his dick. <laughs> um, let's get on. With we can do a whole episode on it. Nope. No. Well, let's not do that. Anyway, let's go. No, let's talk cannot. back to Jerry. People talk about get Jerry's upset. dick. Terry, people get upset when we. Straight from the top, <laughs> guys. I was listening to um, Slaughter over the weekend. Have you? Do you guys listen to them at all? I don't. I've not been able to hear them yet. Oh my god, they're awesome. But anyway, they get off topic as more as much as we do. Oh, geez. they're so funny, so funny. All right. Anyway, back to Jerry. Um, so he had this fantasy about you know dominating a woman. He spent his teen years in and out of psychotherapy and psychiatric hospitals. He began to stalk local uh, women as a teenager, hmm. knocking them down, choking them unconscious, and then fleeing and uh, with their shoes. <laughs> so he's still in his shoe kick. Fucking shoe You know bandit. what? And I bet you if you just asked him. <laughs> yeah, if you just, you didn't even have to choke them out. Yeah, you they, just could have said, hey, lady, hand over the shoes. Knock them down. They, give mm-hmm. you, they will give you their shoes. Yeah, I'd rather give, yeah, you'd rather just say, hey, if you don't give me your shoes, I'm going to hit knock you out you know i'm gonna hit you and choke, choke you, you out, yeah. all right here take my fucking shoes <laughs> yeah i don't know what right and you ain't gotta bend down or nothing you know, else because some of those shoes got off, straps yeah off zipper strap oh god yeah. yeah and you get past the bunions i met it well, once met a woman with no shoes and it was because she met ran into jerry <laughs> 1955. I know, huh. I know it was weak. 1955. I'm not the funny one on this podcast. 1955. Oh, contraire. When Jerry was 16, his family moved to Corvallis, Oregon. Did they take Jerry with them? Remember <laughs> that one we did where the family left? Yeah, they left yeah, apparently, they took Jerry with them. He continued his, his habit of stealing women's shoes and undergarments. And used them to enhance the pleasure of masturbation. Then why was he leaving all that shit on the sheets? Oh. Because be, sometimes it'll, if you have an open-toed it. shoe, it'll run out the <laughs> oh, That's true. Yeah, but yeah. he had underwear. He could have been spunking in the underwear. But I guess then he would, uh, you couldn't use them again because it would be his Well, foot. then they would smell like yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Ruin everything for him. But there was clean underwear that he was stealing. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? You, yeah. want, you want to get him in the in the uh, Maybe like laundry smell a downy. hamper. Yeah, you want to get him, yeah. Maybe yeah. he likes the smell of downy. Anyway. That's true. I anyway. Like the smell of downy. So it wasn't the underwear that was turning him on. It was the smell of downy. I'll tell you, you know what smell? People talk about cinnamon being an aphrodisiac if you got candles going. I'll tell you the smell that's aphrodisiac. Jesus. That Vagina. works on women. Huh? Vagina? <laughs> not, not for men, for women. Oh. You want to get a woman <laughs> horny, you know what will make them get horny all the time to smell? Chocolate cake. Bleach. Oh, really? 
bleach. What? Because that means you're cleaning. Something? That means you've cleaned some. Yeah. All I got to do, Renee tells. If Renee I've noticed on, that uh, chloroform breaks down <laughs> chloroform. resistance. <laughs> I'm not talking about unconscious. Oh, I'm just okay. saying putting them in a better mood, making them more more inclined to well, romance. They're more things. inclined after <laughs> yeah. chloroform. Yeah. All right, that's oh, terrible. That's my. terrible. Why? This is why we can't have nice listeners. <laughs> this, this, this is why we're this stuck. This is why in we the, get those one reviews. <laughs> and we get stuck reviews. in the, you know, uh, we're the near, redheaded stepchildren of podcasting. Yeah, we get stuck near the bottom of the top two hundred. We are the uh, okay. we are the underachievers in that group. You know, it's it's funny when people recommend us. They're always like, "Oh, this is this podcast is really really funny," but. You know, you don't want to listen at work. And <laughs> yeah, they warn people. There's always, there's always a disclaimer when yeah. you recommend us. NSFW. A qualifier, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to Jerry. That's yeah, probably, probably a good thing, I guess. Around this time, uh, Jerry stole the undergarments of an 18-year-old girl. He's 16 at this time. Um, Jerry decided that that wasn't enough. He wanted a nude photograph of her instead of relying on the undergarment for his sexual pleasure. So he set up this elaborate plot to get the girl to pose uh, in the nude. Jerry asked the girl to come to his house under the guise that he would help her get back her undergarments. You know, if it was me, if I was that girl, I'd say, (laughs) it's okay. I'll buy some new ones. What, what but, insight do you have into this underwear theft? That, yeah, yeah, you would it would raise some questions. You would think. <laughs> yeah, I think I might know. Who, anyway, look, the girl see. the girl went over, and uh, when she arrived, uh, she was accosted by a masked man with a knife. <laughs> a masked fat man with freckles in that his forced eyes. her to remove her clothes and then took several photos of her. Oh, good. Now we're taking pictures. Yeah, I wonder if it was Polaroid. It's nineteen sixty. Nine, so it had to probably be Polaroids, right? I would guess. So. I, I don't, don't think, think you could take that to the photo hut and develop. I miss those things. Yeah, that, that whole industry is pretty much out. I guess there's some, but Polaroids making a comeback. Are they? Yeah, they yeah. are making a comeback. The man left, and the girl got dressed and fled. Before she could get away, she ran into Jerry. There we go. Uh, he said that he saw the intruder. Yep, saw that guy. Yeah, and the girl <laughs> left and informed the police of what happened. The police interviewed Jerry but did not arrest him. In 1956, Jerry, uh, who was 17 at the time, lured another 17-year-old girl into his car. He drove to a deserted farmhouse where he beat her. Uh, a couple stopped on the scene of the crime and notified the police Jerry claimed that he had stopped to help the girl himself and was not the attacker. The couple did not believe Jerry, and eventually the Oregon police uh, obtained a confession from him. In Jerry's uh, house and car, they found women's undergarments, photos, photo equipment, and then they arrested Jerry for assault and battery. Shortly after being arrested, he was taken to the psychiatric ward of the Oregon State Hospital, where he would remain for nine months. There it was found that Jerry's sexual fantasies revolved around his hatred and re- hatred for his mother and a desire to get revenge against her, her and, and women in general. He also underwent uh, psychiatric evaluations and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Despite uh, being institutionalized, he still graduated 
uh, from his high school class in 1957. Ah, oh, the class of 57. Class of 57. Now, here's some you know, interesting things. He had, this guy is going out and doing all this stuff really because he hates his mama, right? Well, yeah, I think it, that's the. <clears throat> he got mama issues. Yeah, I think that's the uh, now, implication. Now, when here. these serial killers that we get here, a lot of them get, got mama issues, right? Yeah. They got mama issues. Or they're beaten. When women get daddy issues, they don't go out and kill people. They just go out and make life easier for guys like us. I mean, you know, they like older men. They just are attracted to older men. They ain't going out and chopping people into pieces. But when men get mommy issues, they're yeah, out I burying if, people. I wonder how often that, um, maybe some of our listeners know this, I wonder how f- often that female serial killers make that Mac- McDonald triad. I don't, I, I, I don't, don't think that's a thing because I don't I, think I don't, most of the women serial killers we've done or heard about. They're usually none like of them uh, tortured animals. Uh, no, no, know, right. And they they usually do less. Um, <clears throat> the murders are less personal. They're more like uh, poisoning and things like that. You know, yeah. Some of them. Some of them. You know, we had the Scissor Sisters, and, but that was just one guy. They weren't. They weren't serial killers. But anyway, I'm sure uh, there's other one, there's examples of that. But I just wonder. Anyway, back to Jerry. Jerry graduated from high school in 1957, and after uh, graduation, he took some training to be an electronic engineer or an electronic technician, I should say. In 1959, Brandy, yeah, Jerry began to have sexual fantasies about Korean women. Hmm. <laughs> no comment on yeah, that. Yeah, you don't. The, can't can't really, blame a guy for that. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Koreans, Koreans are beautiful is, women. Well, Koreans are. Um, Be very careful what you no, say. No, I mean. Because you are going on an apology no, tour if you make a racist <laughs> statement. What here. I'm saying is, Koreans, I mean, how do you. How do you develop a thing for Koreans and not because, uh, and, and granted, Koreans look different than Japanese women and Chinese women. There's subtle differences. There's no way this no, is going to end good. But there, how do you get there, so specific on just the Koreans? You know what I, I mean? I have no idea. But he began fantasizing about Of course, Korean he liked women. to jack off on women's feet, too. So, I mean, I guess. Yeah, but Korean women question. are beautiful. No, they are very beautiful. But um, anyway, he joined the army in hopes of being stationed in Korea. Sounds like something I would do. Actually. There you <laughs> yeah, go. I know. Jerry was stationed uh, instead in Fort Ord, California, and he did his basic training in Georgia. Uh, he stole a pair of women's army boots and was referred to the company's chaplain for counseling. <laughs> He's stealing army boots now. <laughs> he stole your grandma's army boots. <laughs> Uh, the the uh, chaplain, uh, I guess he kind of spilled his guts to the chaplain, and it was more than God could take. So <laughs> he uh, referred uh, Jerry to the Army psychiatrist, uh, who immediately discharged Jerry from the <laughs> Army. You got to go, son. <laughs> because of his bizarre obsessions. So. Could you hand me your rifle? Yeah, he never made around. it to Korea, poor Jerry. Uh, in, ninth, in the fall of 1960... After being discharged from the armed forces. But, Brandy, what should we say to Jerry? Uh, thank you for your service. Yes. And I don't the, think we should thank him if he's in there. Thank you. He only went into the service to try to get closer to Korean women. Again. <laughs> Again. 
you know, well, there's nothing question, wrong with that. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, but I'm questioning his patriotism. His patriotism. Uh, yeah. yeah. And anyway, he served. In the fall of 1960, after being discharged from the armed forces, he moved back um, to Cal- uh, Carvelius uh, and uh, with his parents. He moved back in with his parents, which I'm sure they were pleased about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they forced him to live in their shed. <laughs> Well, you know, son. Is there uh, Wi-Fi out there? <laughs> son, you moved out, and, uh, you know, <laughs> mom needs her, uh, you know, dad needs his man cave. Yeah, uh, mom's got a sewing room up there. Yeah. <laughs> Written, <laughs> I used to, man, I'd go away for a weekend. My parents, like, rent my room out. <laughs> that was back before Aaron. They were the first Aaron BB yeah. people. I mean, I'd just, like, go to the grocery store, and there's a sign up. Uh, one night after running an errand, uh, he became excited by a young girl who he saw walking down the street. He followed her home. He strangled her until she was unconscious, and he, then he stole her shoes. He slept with the shoes in an attempt to feel more powerful. So he's, he's still with the shoes. He's back on the choking and chewing. Yeah, in 1962, uh, oh, I remember when this was a thing. Jerry obtained his FCC license. I did that once because I was going to be oh, a disc Oh, the ham operator guy? No, 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 to be a disc jockey. Back in the oh, day, okay. you had to be have an FCC license. The Columbia School of Broadcasting. I did not go to the Columbia School of Broadcasting, but I did want to be a disc jockey once. But anyway, um, until I found out they made absolutely no money. But anyway, he obtained an FCC license. And began working at a local radio station. W-O-L-D. I don't know what the name of it was. But while working at the station, he met his future wife, Darcy Metzler, who was 17 at the time. She does not sound Korean. She does not. The two began going out, and Darcy's parents did not approve of the relationship. Hmm. Uh, Arguably, it was an act of rebellion on Darcy's part. She gave Jerry attention. It's the first time he had ever experienced attention from a woman. And the two were married within a few months. See, that's the thing, man. You, you get that pussy for the first time, and then you end up married. The problem is, you know what the problem is, is when you get it young, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you think, oh, my God, oh, my God. You this know, is the best thing in the world. I was like 14. Didn't mm-hmm. happen to me again until I was like 17 or 16 or something, 16 years old. Were you with someone else? Yeah, it was a different person. No, I mean, were you with, like, another person? Or was it just you? What do you mean? <laughs> Did you have a partner, or were you jacking off? <laughs> Jesus no. Christ, I'm only half-assed paying I, attention. You were talking about that. the first time you got laid, the first time you get it. Yeah. No, that started, hell, I was doing that at nine years old or something, ten years old or whatever. whatever. I don't know what age you are when you start doing that. But no, Jesus first Christ. time I was with a girl, you know. Mm-hmm. intimately i was you know i was young it was 14 and and then how old was she <clears throat> she was 14 oh, okay no she was she was she was older she was 16 a cougar she was she was a cougar she took advantage of me but <clears throat> anyway my point being it's not like it happens to you on a regular basis right so you're you're chasing that dragon to me is what you're doing it's like crack you, Dude, you did it now you're addicted I to it a, i had the same condom in my wallet from age 15 to 21. <laughs> I completely <laughs> understand. All right. Brandy, you want to share the first time that you had sex? No. Okay. This How old were you, though? 
I think we asked this. 15. You had 15. 15. Yeah. yeah, she's a slut. All right. Was that, was that, was that a, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just <laughs> kidding. 15, what kind of hoe bag was it? Now, was that a boyfriend or was that yes, a that was my relative? Yeah. Okay. It was, no. What? <laughs> Look, Portsmouth, I'd simmer down over there. All right. All right. I don't want to poke the bear too much more. All right. Uh, back to Jerry Brandy. She ain't good enough for her own kin. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's how, you know, you learn to drive at home with family. <laughs> no, we got listeners in places where that's not uncommon, so we should. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Be careful. Yeah, no. That's not cool. All right. Um, anyway, where was I talking? Oh, they, they got married, right? Uh, Jerry and Darcy got married. Uh, they, they soon had a daughter named Megan, and the couple, um, they moved around a lot, up and down the West Coast, mostly because Jerry was unable to maintain employment. Jerry, uh, he was either working as a disc jockey or a uh, electronic technician, he man- in 1965, he managed to get a job as a technician uh, in West Salem, Oregon, um, for a while. Eventually, the family settled in Portland, um, where he got another job as an electrician. Darcy got pregnant again, and Jerry was very excited because he wanted to have a son. Remember, his first, the first child was a daughter. It was about this time, however, that Jerry began complaining of um, headaches, migraine headaches, and having blackouts. To relieve his symptoms, again, this is, you know, according to him, to relieve his symptoms, he would go out on raids and at night and steal shoes and lacy undergarments, Brandy. Oh, wow. Um, I guess he's better than buffering, I guess. <laughs> No, I think, I think if they would have given him some some of that anison, what was that stuff for migraines? Or I don't remember that stuff, you powder shit that you. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but anyway, 
Jerry kept uh, shoes, the shoes, underwear, and for later on the bodies sure. <laughs> of those victims in the garage. That and he would not allow his wife to enter the garage without first announcing her arrival on a intercom system that he had set up. No, that should raise a red flag. It mm. should. And, uh, and what do you do with the bodies? It's all. And well, I'll get to that. He, um, Darcy became upset. The marriage became on the rocks. Darcy was upset when she was pregnant. Jerry would insist that she clean the house nude except for high heels, while Jerry would sit in an easy chair and masturbate while he watched his wife clean the there house. There it is. Is that a peculiar thing? Hmm. I don't know if she was mad because he was masturbating or because well, she had to clean the house. Probably because she had to clean the house in high heels. That shit can't be easy. No, that's how you get corns. Yeah, you get bunions and stuff. Anyway, he was trying to bring his wife in to, uh, you know, participate in his uh, fetishes. but uh, He wanted her to obey. Yeah, she did not like it, and the marriage soon fell apart. Uh, in November 1967, uh, Jerry was working as an electrician, and he was electrocuted at work. Uh, uh, the 640-volt shock left him dazed <laughs> as and with, well. a, with a boner <laughs> i'm going to get to that with minor energy uh, injuries in among them a sustained erection <laughs> i told you that lasted nearly uh three days <laughs> that's it that's just better than viagra yeah. you ain't got to take no viagra just take your extension cord cut off one 640 end, volts is a lot it isn't it <laughs> 640 volts is industrial size <laughs> but you can do it with 110 okay. you can all you got to do is just you, you take just, a cord you yeah just it, like you you're uh it. charging a car battery <laughs> exactly you gotta make sure you get you know you put the <laughs> jesus christ positive on the positive and negative on the negative and yeah because if you get to <laughs> if crank you get it to red, if you get to red one on the left testicle yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad news your whole pecker could blow up <laughs> jesus god by this point, the marriage was strained, and Darcy would not allow Jerry to be present during the birth of their son, Jason. And Jerry was deeply... Because he probably tried to bang her. Jerry was... Well, I mean, he's walking around with his hair like Frankenstein and a boner. There's a lot going on there. Can't come in here with that. Uh, 300 pounds, you Don't know. Don't come at me with a boner. Yeah, 300 pounds, freckles, wearing a woman's dress, high heels... Yeah, no, you can't boner, have that. and he's got the Frankenstein hair. Can't do it. You know, if they I wonder ever, if he was wearing pearls. <laughs> if they ever, um, that thing, you know, the Viagra commercial. They say if you get an erection that lasts for four hours, yeah. call a doctor. If I get an erection that lasts for four hours, you're going to read about it first on Facebook. <laughs> I'm going to be telling everybody taking selfies. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be everywhere. It's like, oh, it's because you really don't know until you get into that second hour that something's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I couldn't tell the difference for, for the first three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the first three, yeah, you just think it's just normal. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, okay, yeah. this, is how I, this is how yeah. I roll. This is yeah. how it goes. Yeah, exactly. And um, what's okay. been your experience with three hour? Wait a minute, I got one sentence. Oh, and okay. Then we can go to Brandy. Jerry was deeply saddened that um, he could not be there for the presence of his. Son of his uh, son's birth, so he uh, regressed back to shoe and undergarment theft. So he stopped for a while and then uh, tried to straighten up. But after his marriage fell apart, it was back to you know back to partying. Brandy, what happens Perfect. next? Woman's point of view, devil. What? 
you know, men always talk about, you know, I could go for an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Mm -hmm. What's the ideal amount of time for a woman? Are you we talking all-inclusive foreplay and everything? No, or? after foreplay, I'm just talking about the act after penetration. How long do you want us to go? God, I don't know, because I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Otherwise, I got shit to do. I got really? shit to do. You're a busy woman. I am. What about with foreplay? Yeah, how long should foreplay last? I mean, how long should the whole act last? Is it more than seven minutes? Because I just, I was, <laughs> I was thinking like, I'm thinking like foreplay and everything should encompass a half hour. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Because again, people have shit to do. I need to go to sleep. I need yeah. to, you know, watch TV. I need to, whatever, fold clothes. Doesn't fucking matter. Shit needs, got shit to do. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, sometimes like as foreplay, would you consider this foreplay like, you know, you're laying on your side reading your Kindle. I don't or know whatever. what you're doing with the poking. Okay. <laughs> you lay, uh, foreplay for me is going to the ATM. <laughs> I know. You, you 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 got your back to Dave, and he pokes you in the middle of the back, right? And he says, "Hey, I got a boner." Yeah, how about you dealing with that? Is that are foreplay? You, are you? That's, are, that's hot. <laughs> are you? Is uh, are are you uh, excited when there's morning wood? No, I'm not. I, it's not my morning wood. Do, do you no. feel a certain responsibility? Nope. Yeah. I have no responsibility. How come they, but you know what? I was probably dreaming, and I always tell, tell the missus this, I was dreaming of you. Yeah, no, You okay. got me in this Well, shape. I mean, it's a partnership once you're married, and you have an obligation. I don't. It I don't is. have an obligation. Let me tell you why. Because you first of vows. all. You took vows. Yeah, you took a bow. For better or for wood. Nope. First of she all. She took a vow and a bow. Mm -hmm. If you wake me up for that shit, I am going to be pissed off. That is yeah. hot sex. Though. I enjoy sleeping. But you know what? You I, know what? It's not necessarily that you wake up. I mean, that's not necessary. I have yet to meet a woman who gets into it when you wake them up. Yeah. I've yet to meet there's, a woman that gets into it at all. <laughs> there's morning breath. There's like. Yeah, that morning breath. People got to get up. Here's the thing. When you wake up, I mean, you, you don't have to pee. Kiss. You don't have to kiss them. Yeah, but you got to pee. Sometimes you got to go number two in the morning. Well, let me, well, and, and it's at, from the guy's perspective, when yeah. you have to pee, that's a whole deal because then you have the whole oral sex thing. It's, it, that's, mm -hmm. at, you know. I can't help it. When you wake up, you got to pee. Well, there is morning breath and then there's vagina breath. <laughs> <laughs> and depending on the day, you don't know which one's worse. It depends, I guess, what you have for dinner. My brother always said that when, oh, whenever good. you kiss someone, you're really actually sucking dick by proxy. <laughs> yeah. You are sucking so every wise. dick they have ever sucked. All right. What happens next to young Jerry? It's like shaking hands with people. Yeah. Every, everyone it's is just, you know, had a dick in her People hands. have shit to do. I got shit to get. I got shit okay, to so do. Okay, so you want a very, uh, you, you like a more uh, short, intense. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. So me averaging forty eight minutes. You are not, not averaging forty eight minutes. I, I, that's it's, a week. It's not helping. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how long it takes. That's how long I beg. Yeah. All right. And that what, is different. What happens next with young Jerry? All right. Shortly after his rejection in the birthing room, Jerry mm. stalked a woman in Portland. He waited for her to fall asleep at home. He broke into her house and attempted to steal her shoes. She woke up. Jerry choked her until she went limp. 
He raped her, stole her shoes, and fled the scene. Wonder what now he's into rape. That's what? insult to injury. Why raper and ju- stealer shoes. Why don't you just? This yeah, was the first of, rape he had. Because yeah, this is his first rape, and women get pissed off when you mess with their shoes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they don't not, like you don't that. want to come between a woman and her shoes. Mm-mm. It's like um, a, a big, big bad cub and a big bad and a little cubs. Yeah, I'm sure they'll between. learn about the rape and not do anything about it, as per usual. All right, so but this is a turning point for the him. The attack he's was not, reported to police, but Jerry was never interviewed. Shocker. Jerry's first known murder victim was a woman who was selling encyclopedias door to door. In January of 1968, the slight, short-haired 19-year-old Linda Slauson, who lived in the suburb Aloha, oh no, she lived in the suburb Aloha. That should have been up like that. Uh, she got off the bus at Portland at 47th and Hawthorne Streets. She was unclear as to what address she was going to. It was raining and the paper with the address on it had smeared. She walked down the block. She saw Jerry in his yard. What's he doing in his yard if it's fucking raining? You know what? I worked at this... Um, um, I worked at this um, uh, retirement center, and I was doing, like, lawn care, and there were certain... There, there was these plants that it, they would not get enough water during rain, with, even when it rained, I had to fucking send out and water these plants in the fucking rain. You talk about feeling like an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, you dummy. Know. You know it's raining out here now. Anyway, uh, so she runs. She she makes the mistake of asking him for help for directions. Well, she asked him whether he was the person who was looking to buy encyclopedias. Yeah. Uh, Jerry invited her into her home, told her that his mother and daughter were upstairs playing, and suggested they go down to the basement where they wouldn't be disturbed. Slauson willingly agreed to go downstairs while they chatted about the encyclopedias and how good they would be for his two kids. And this takes balls. I mean, inviting your victim in your house when your wife and kid is upstairs. Were they, though, really? Were they? Okay, continue. No. Uh, when they reached the basement, Jerry pulled up a stool for her to sit on. She sat, then Jerry came up behind her and slammed her on the head with a two-by-four. God yeah, damn. Killing her with them upstairs. Slauson fell off the stool unconscious. Jerry got on top of her and finished her off, choking her to death with his bare hands. While all this was going on, his wife and daughter really were upstairs playing. I thought she left him. No, they broke, they broke, you know, they were like breaking up and getting back together. And Jesus God. He decided to get them out of the house so that he could have fun with the corpse. So he went upstairs and suggested that his wife pick up some hamburgers for supper and gave her the money to do so. She left the house and Jerry went back downstairs. So he, she goes to Burger King with the kid. Right. Now he's alone with the, the dead body downstairs. He undressed the young woman, getting a thrill out of her lacy and colorful undergarments. In case you didn't know, women's undergarments had always thrilled him. Yeah. Yeah, he had a thing. Stripped her completely. He had a thing. He then redressed her like a child playing with a doll. He then did something he had wanted to do for a long time. He he dressed and redressed her in various other undergarments that he'd been stealing for years. In fact, Jerry had been stealing undergarments since he was a teenager. When he first started, he used to snatch them off clotheslines, but then he graduated to something far riskier. He would invade, invade apartments and steal undergarments while, women, while the women were in the house. Uh, occasionally, they awakened and he would rape them. 
Yeah, see, now he's getting more abrasive and you know, he, abrasive? more abrasive. More abrasive. Abrasive, yeah. yeah. Abrasive is. Okay, is it his mother and daughter or is it? Yeah, they, his mother and daughter live with him. Okay, so mm-hmm. he sends the wife out for burgers. Yes. And his. Yes. But his mother and daughter are still there? No. They all go. All, all of them, them go gone. out, okay. pick up something to eat. He has sex with this corpse. All right. In the basement. When his does mother and daughter have sex That's what I mean. Him? That's does what I mean. Does he have sex with the corpse or does he just keep we changing clothes? We haven't got that far. Okay. Occasionally, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we haven't got that far yet. Uh, when his mother and daughter returned home from the restaurant, uh, Jerry was not deterred. He had a beard and then went back to the basement to continue his games, all in the state of pulsating sexual excitement. Jesus Christ. Now, if he just had a mannequin, this might have solved a lot of his problems. Well, you know. Uh, before he was finished with the body, Jerry decided to take something to remember her by. He cut off the young woman's left foot, slipped her shoe on it, and stored it in the freezer. Yeah. Uh, he would use Swanson's foot as a shoe model and masturbate to it frequently. Slauson's body was never recovered, but Jerry later would tell police he killed her and threw her body into the Willamette River from the Wilsonville Bridge. And Jerry was never prosecuted for her death. Jesus Christ. Jerry's second vis- victim was Jan Susan Whitney, a dark-haired pretty girl who was 57 and weighed 130 pounds. I don't know why that's important. She disappeared on November 26, 1968. Are you questioning Timmy's research over there? I'm, I'm questioning why you, we're busting out her weight. Because what we're trying to do here is give you an idea. What, uh, and well, I'm, it's interesting, I think, here that she's, she's 57. So, I mean, yeah, well, that that's fine. But I just, you know, we're busting out people's weight. She might not want she might never wanted us to know her weight. Well, she could have been tall. She could have been well proportioned. It was, I mean, she, she might. She probably was. She was one hundred and thirty pounds. I thought you said she was little. No, she was a little sure. lady. One hundred thirty pounds. But, but she, I think the key there is that she was much older than this. She was 57. All right. Mm-hmm. She disappeared on November 26, 1968. As information gathered later would show. Whitney had left her friend's house in Eugene, Oregon, was traveling on Interstate 5 toward her apartment in McMinnville when her car had problems and she had to stop. Uh, Jerry was the one who stopped to help her. When she disappeared, people were very concerned, particularly when her car, a red and white Rambler, was found locked and intact, parked in a rest area just north of Albany, Oregon. But though this was highly indicative of foul play, it seemed to be an isolated disappearance, and no one connected it to the disappearance of Linda Slauson nine months earlier. Then a girl named Karen Sp- Sprinker failed to show up for lunch with her mother on March 27, 1969. They had plans to eat and then shop at Meyer and Frank's department store, where they were going to pick up clothing for Karen's spring semester at Oregon State. What did they go, Ducks? Yeah, Ducks. Yeah. After a few Damn hours... Yep. After a, fr- a few hours in f- a fruitless search for Karen, her mother reported her missing to the Salem police. She explained to the police that Karen was definitely not a runaway, that she was someone special, and indeed she was. At 19, she'd been class <clears throat> salutorian. salutorian. Uh, a brilliant student, a lovely girl, who one day hoped to be a doctor. Despite this, all the police could do was take the report and wait the required 24 hours before instituting a a search. They do this because most of the time the missing person will show up within the first 24 hours with a logical explanation, and the wait saves time and effort on fruitless investigations. But the next day, when Karen still had not appeared, they started to search. That's a screwy rule, though, because then if someone... You lose a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
eventually, the trail led to Meyer and Frank's department store where police made an unnerving discovery. On the top floor of the gray concrete garage was Karen Sprinkler, Sprinker's car, without Karen, of course. There was no evidence of foul play, no sign of violence, blood, or semen, or anything to indicate that someone had assaulted or fought with Karen. Her books were on the seat, and it was as if she had vanished into thin air. Since it was broad daylight when Karen entered the garage, and quite a few people passed through it, it was difficult to envision how she could have been abducted. But then one of the detectives theorized that an abduction would have taken place, could have taken place if all the circumstances were right. To get from her car to the store entrance, Karen had to walk down a flight of concrete stairs, then pull open a heavy door to get into the store. Maybe someone was waiting for her at the bottom of the stairs and grabbed her. If she cried out, she would have been heard through the heavy door, and the traffic noise would drown out her cry for anyone on the street. It was later discovered that this was exactly what happened. That's a pretty smart detective here. Well, mm-hmm. about time we got some one in these stories, because usually they're ninnies. Ninnies? They're, well, stupid. Nine! No, don't do that. Don't scream. Oh. Yeah, it, it we get complaints. We get complaints when you're screaming and you're singing. Yep, all the time. We did not get complaints about my singing. We had a whole thread of people saying, I love the colonel singing. Maja, as a, as a matter of fact, said, I demand the colonel sing more. Well. Continue, Brandy. The police uh, interviewed people who were around the department store after they found Karen's car in the parking garage as they now knew that this was where she had disappeared. Two young girls who had been in the parking garage a couple weeks before Karen Sprinker reported seeing something bizarre. A girl reported seeing a tall, heavy man dressed as a woman. Hmm. That would stay with you. He was feeling pretty. That would stay with you. All dressed. He was fancy. All dressed with high heels and a dress. He was just standing there in the garage. How did he not get stuck in the concrete? He's just standing there I know, but you got the spike heels... You know no. they're going to dig in or snap off. One but, of know, the two is going to happen. You know, but here's the thing: if you're if you're trying to not look shady, <laughs> yeah. you're trying to blend in. You're trying to blend in. So I wonder that people if he wore his makeup. You. Did he wear his makeup like Mimi? You know, and well, and the other thing is, did he have his beard and the wig? Yeah, yeah I, whatever. Well, just you're trying not to look shady. You know, nothing well, to see. And, and and you know, you're probably going to struggle with your victim. So why be? Why wearing would you a, wear heels? Yeah. Right. All right. So, Any advantage you have, you lose. Wouldn't it be funny? <laughs> While he was standing there, you know, he got to run in his, in his. He was tugging post. at his girdle and trying to fix his nylons. <laughs> been hysterical <laughs> why he was standing there. He got propositioned? Another man came up behind him. Choked him out and stole his shoes. That would have been fucked up. That would have been cool, though. That would have been cool. <laughs> Taking him home. Karma's a bitch, motherfucker. <laughs> Undressed him, raped him. Well, taking him off. <laughs> that, and it was clearly, he was very uncomfortable dressing as a woman because he was fixing his nylons and yanking at his girdle the whole time. <laughs> his probably wig was probably like, oh, uh, you know, it was wobber jawed. <laughs> yeah. You know that shit. Do you I mean, he's like, and, his, and he's like 300 pounds. <laughs> right. But you remember. like Chewbacca in a dress. Right. You remember the ladies night commercial from Bud Light where they all came yeah. in with the mustache yeah. and hairy legs and shit. You know, that's how that was. Yeah. It was not a pretty sight. No. <laughs> okay. All right, so some of the investigators wondered whether the transvestite could be linked to Sprinker's disappearance, but it was purely speculation that this person might be involved and there was nowhere to go with the lead. 
Really? Are you sure? Well, if you don't know where he's at, I mean, if you mean you know there's a transvestite uh, that was in that area. Well, you, you know, know, keep it. You could keep an eye an eye out because I <laughs> bet that he's pretty easy to spot on a three hundred pound transvestite. transvestite. Yeah, don't approach him. Uh, another young woman disappeared on April twenty third. The perky and pretty blonde Linda Salee. She failed to show up uh, to meet her boyfriend, who was a lifeguard. The next day, when she didn't show up at her job at Consolidated Freightways, alarm bells sounded. A subsequent search by police, who now knew of the other missing girls and were aware of what to look for, unearthed Linda Salee's bright red VW Bug on the top floor of a parking garage. The similar MO to that of the disappearance of Karen Sprinker was all too obvious. Linda Salee's abduction and murder was confirmed on May 10, 1969. A man was fishing in the Big Tom River about 12 miles south of Corvallis, Oregon, when he spotted a body floating just under the water. It was Linda Salee. Investigators found that she had been weighted down with a transmission tie to her body with nylon cord. Or a transmission tied. Oh, we weighed her down with a transmission. A whole damn transmission? Uh, evidently. Uh, I don't, yeah. Yeah. After this discovery, the police decided to search the river for more missing girls. They didn't find any more bodies, but two days later, uh, a fisherman did discover the corpse of Karen, of Karen Sprinker. The victim's body had been weighed down with another car's transmission. What the okay, hell was so They didn't search the river very, was, very, was very fucking well, did they? sneaking up on Volkswagens, so, choking them out. So he has now, now four victims right now, four as we know of. Where's he getting these transmissions? <laughs> I, I don't know. The junkyard where he gets his shoes. <laughs> oh, that's true. Maybe. What happens next, Colonel? Well, the police knew they had a serial killer on the prowl, Timmy. They also knew Sharp. that serial killers with, on it. with this kind of output and M.O. would not stop. The man would kill and kill some more until he was caught or killed. The cops were imbued now with a sense of urgency. Imbued, Timmy. They were imbued <laughs> you like that? I do like that. That was, was, that was on my word of the day the other day. Um, the Salem police, led by Lieutenant Jim Stovall, launched an, uh, an intensive and widespread investigation into this. As part of their investigation, Stovall and his team made an assumption. Maybe the killer had tracked Karen Sprinkler. Sprinkler, I'm sorry. Maybe she wasn't a random victim, but someone who had been selected and then captured and killed. They decided to question people at Oregon State University who knew her and ask anyone whether anyone unusual seemed to be hanging around lately or whether they'd seen anyone with Sprinkler who seemed unusual. Or if they've seen a 300-pound transvestite running around campus. Yeah, but they did not stop there. The team questioned hundreds of co-eds at the university, Timmy, hoping to come up with anyone at all. After weeks of interrogation, the police came upon something promising. What? What? Three women, Timmy, not one. Not two, but three mm -hmm. had received random calls from someone who addressed them by their first names and identified himself as a Vietnam veteran. He had asked the girls if they were available for Coke and conversation. Hmm. Coca-Cola, that is. Yeah. Uh, Brandy, if a stranger, 300-pound transvestite, came up to you and wanted a Coke and conversation, what would you say? Uh, nine. Unless it was cocaine, then Brandy would be all over that one. But then I would at least think about it before I said <laughs> yeah, nine. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been Brandy's first thing. Is it Coca-Cola or cocaine? What yeah. are we talking about? Yeah. Got to be specific. Now, two of these girls refused. Remember, he called up three. Right. But one did not. 
She met with a man who said his name was Jerry. She didn't like him. She described him as being about 30, red hair and freckles. He was unattractive and on the pudgy side. 300 pounds, yeah. Yeah, he is a little on the pudgy <laughs> side. On the pudgy, on the pudgy, he's at the pudgy, he's on the pudgy spe- spectrum. So now the cops were interested now. In a separate prong of the investigation, Timmy, mm-hmm. they had learned of a big man with red hair and freckles who had recently tried to wrestle two young girls into a car. The cops told the women that if they, he ever caught again, he, she should stall him until they could get to her. One night, a couple weeks later, the man called and asked the woman if she was ready to meet him in 15 minutes. Yeah. She stalled, mm-hmm. saying she would, but it would have to be in an hour. He agreed, and as soon as she hung up, she called the police. An hour later, the man showed up and was greeted, just like on, what's that, Dayline NBC, mm-hmm. to catch oh, a predator. Yeah. yeah. So the man showed up, and he's greeted by the police. He identified himself as Jerome Henry Brudos. Police had no reason to hold him, but they decided he was worth looking into. When they checked his past, they found he had a troubled history, hmm. including a record for sexual assault, Timmy. They started They're to, putting two and two <clears throat> together. They are. And unlike Jerry, they could do the math. So they started to look at him, look at him hard, as the police said. Mm-hmm. And the more they saw, the more interested they became. They put a trail on him for two reasons, to learn more about him and, if he was the killer, to perhaps save someone's life. The officers trailing Jerry Brudos caught him loading up his car with luggage on May 3rd, 1969. May 30th, 1969. Looked like he was about to make a break for it, so they made their move. All right, so he looks like he's packing up, getting out of Dodge, and they didn't want to wait any longer. To recap. Yes. Okay. They arrested him. The case was broken during interrogation by Lieutenant Jim Stovall. Jerry, despite the warnings of his attorney, just kept talking. He eventually admitted to his first murder of the encyclopedia saleswoman, and the floodgates burst open. The gig is up now. Another nice turn of phrase there, Timmy. Thank you, Colonel. He admitted killing some of the other girls and added some gruesome details. He had made paperweights out of the breasts of some of them. Does anybody really use paperweights for anything? I I don't know, but that is gross. I mean, they sell things for paperweights, but I don't. Yeah, well. I mean, mean, how many people work outside where it's windy? Where you need a paperweight. I don't know. Maybe back in old days when people had fans all over, I guess. But the method he used to kill them was the real horror here. He took them to his garage trussed them up, tied it, oh, God damn, tied a noose around their necks, and with the rope secured to an overhead beam, winched them off the floor and strangled them. Jesus. He also liked to photograph them as they died. Indeed, when police examined the picture of Jan Susan Whitney being hung in a corner of the picture, they saw a face reflected in the mirror, the face of photographer Jerry Brudeau. The investigation into his background provided. Wait a minute, minute. so they got a picture of her being hung up, and this dude—it's like a bad selfie. The guy is in the mirror. He's in the mirror, yeah, (laughs) taking a picture. Good lord! So the investigation into the background provided some interesting information, from the days when he would steal women's underwears to the shoes, and the shoes, 
to the days of invading apartments to steal items, and finally to the point where he stole their underwear, their breasts, their feet, and their lives, Timmy. Mm. He was convicted of the killings and sentenced to five consecutive life terms. In 1969, he was confined to the Oregon State Penitentiary, which was a maximum security facility. He was sentenced under the old system, which meant that he had parole eligibility hearings every once every two years. The new matrix system today is based on the severity of the, cr- severity of the crime and the background of the perpetrator. While incarcerated, Brudos had piles of women's shoe catalogs. While he was in prison. In his cell. He wrote to major companies asking for them and claimed they were a substitute for pornography. He well, lied. It's a wonder <clears> that the <throat> prison officials would let him have that in his cell. Well, they probably just thought he liked shoes. Come on, he's, yeah, well, yeah, you. they should have known, but I guess, uh, you know, they're looking at the mail. Nobody really cares because they figure it's a shoe catalog. What do they right, care? Right, um, He lodged countless appeals, including one, one in which he alleged that a photograph taken of him with one of uh, his victim's corpses cannot prove his guilt. Oh, no, that's flimsy. Because it is not the body of a person he was convicted of killing. Jesus. That's a strong argument. Yeah, you, that's not even her. See, that's that's the other girl I cut her foot off and cut yeah, her breast off and made paper with. You didn't know. That proves my innocence. Mm-hmm. But in a little twist of Colonel Justice, he he got to Colonel Justice, Timmy. He got liver cancer. I wonder if, because I, when I went through this, I didn't see any... Um, Liver cancer is generally due to drinking, right? I mean, isn't that? Mm, it could, it could, he yeah, could have had colon cancer to spread to his liver. I, it could have I'm been just anything. thinking that generally. Yeah, generally it's from drinking too much. Yeah, now, I um, didn't see any record of him having problems with alcohol, but maybe he did, or maybe, it, like you said, it was just. Well, 300 pounds now. He probably had a fatty liver. He probably was making that liver work pretty hard. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, probably go, turned go ahead. He had, so he gets liver cancer. At the time of his death, he was the longest incarcerated inmate in the Oregon Department of Corrections. He had been in there a total of 37 years because he died in 2006. That's a long time behind bars, Brandy. Yes, it is. He was 67 years old when he died. Well, uh, my friends, is the end of the fat transvestite. Brandy, your final thoughts on the fetish killer, Jerry Brudos. Brudos. Oh, he's nasty. He's just a nasty little piece of work. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on the fetish killer? I would have liked to have seen somebody come up and choke him out and steal his shoes and rape him. Yeah, Hmm. he was a pretty sick puppy. All right, Colonel, you got some shout-outs? I do got some shout-outs, Timmy. Um, Let's start with Lydia, Kristen Whiting, Elise Kearns, Uh um, Justin, TJ Young, yeah. Peter Fulmer, yes. Chris Lane, Mike Hound, Brooke Shields, Tony Marsala, Sarah Brooke Morgan. Shields? Brooke hmm? Shields is a Brooke listener. Smith, I'm sorry. Okay. I was excited hmm. at Brooke I, Shields. Yeah, I was all. Uh, well, I'm glad Brooke Smith is a listener, but if we had Brooke Shields, that'd been even a yeah. bigger deal. Uh, Stacy Flynn, Jill Phoenix. What was that movie, Brandy, she played where she was in on an island? My Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. Love. Blue Lagoon. Don't sing, Colonel. That's the, that's the that's the song for All the right, movie, just, ain't uh, it, Devil? My in 
No, Endless wasn't Love? there a movie called Endless I Love? I think it was a movie called Endless Love, yeah. Oh. It was around the same time, though. Oh, this is where you don't know shit from apple butter. Why don't you go ahead and read what's on the page and don't have... Well, don't maybe I spent my life... I didn't spend my whole life yes, at the did. mall at the movie theater. I didn't either. All right? She, Brooke Shields was l- your time, not mine. She spent her most of her time blowing her economics <laughs> professor. <laughs> I don't know who pulled your fucking string. <laughs> See, that's what you get. Don't pick on the colonel or you get the bull. I don't bull. know who pulled your you, fucking you string. Mess with the colonel you get the bull over here, all right? I'm to start playing on the springs <laughs> over here on our fucking mic stands. We got new recording equipment, the, the mic stands here, and uh, they... We, and it looks, we they be, look nice, and they work nice. They work very, very nice. You just got to be careful no, that you no. don't touch one of them don't touch while the you're doing it. And... <clears throat> Apparently, you got to be careful. On my watch is hitting a hitting the table yes, here, and it'll like make that. a noise. Um, so where are we at? Stacy Flynn, Marissa Rhodes, Megan Harper, Catherine Richardson, Alicia Wren. Did Diana we get a, a happy birthday to Marvin Hammond today? Happy birthday, Marvin, to you. I think he would rather have Brandy sing it. Brandy, little Marilyn for Marvin Hammond. <clears throat> <clears throat> In C. In C, even. In C? All right. Hold on. All right. Marvin, uh, picture her. She's sitting here looking ravishing. Of course I am. Continue, Brandon. This is from Marvin Hammond from Australia. New South Wales. South Wales. To you. Australia. Down under. What the fuck? (laughs) All right. Continue, Brandon. (coughs) Continue. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Marvin. Yeah, Colonel's getting a little excited over there. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. All right, happy birthday, Marvin. Happy, Hope you, happy birthday. Awesome. Happy birthday to the Colonel there. I think uh, Marvin is studying to be a marine biologist. Happy birthday, something Marvin. Really cool. Something really cool. He is. Yeah. He's another one of those crazy-ass Australians that uh, You know what? We have some. Oh, yeah. He's from, uh, I forget where he's from. Somewhere in Australia, Adele or something like that. He uh, Where the Beaumont uh, children went missing. Not mm-hmm. that he was any way connected. No, he was in no because, way Because he's too young that. to be involved in that. But I'm just saying, coincidence. All right, Colonel. Continue with your shout-outs. Fiona Crisp. Teresa Klingensmith. Tommy Lane. Tommy Lane is in my ears. It's Penny Lane. Oh, okay, never mind. My bad. Teresa Arthur, Tina Reeves, Kaz Every, Rosanna. 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 Rosanna from the... Uh, Rosanna From They Walk Among Us. Yes. I got excellent. to listen to one of them. Yeah. Rosanna. It's a great podcast. Rosanna. Do not sing. Every time I say her name, that song gets stuck in I my head. I know, but that, I, I'm sure she appreciates that, but just uh, don't sing. Yeah, and my singing has been praised on our page. I'll just have you know that. Yeah, me. well, there's more listeners than who are on our. Than Jasmine Whitney. Well, then they need to speak up. Brianna Mira, Miera, Belinda who, Brooke Johnson, and we got the people from Slaughter, of course. Uh Lucy, Lucy and, and Emma. Emma. I love Slaughter. That is the best podcast. You guys should check it out if you haven't. Casey Wilcox. I would. I would gladly join slaughter if they invited me they would not have you i know they're like top 10 or something in comedy i'll L- never be on a top 10 podcast you idiots wow wow continue okay monroe blake you're already riding my coat chat it tells <laughs> where we're at top 200 
So I, hold on. You know, your you know, coattails has got us to the top I, 200. I am pulling you guys up to the top 200. If I didn't have you guys pulling me back, I'd be I'd be in the, the top 40 anyway. <laughs> Allie and Charlie the in the top, top 40. The top 40 is yeah. where you're saying you'd be. I was on the inside. You know what? Podcast. Allie and Charlie would have got sick of your diva behavior a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. Would, and they wouldn't be in the top 40 and with then, me. Yeah. And you would be ass out of a podcast. Yeah, probably right. Yeah. All right. Continue, <clears throat> Colonel. Cheryl Pierce. I like Cheryl. I like Cheryl, too. Tracy Harper, Julia Miller, Leah McGraw, Joe Lamont, Leah Pangburn, Natalie Parsons, Todd Long, Lauren Feller, Ron Ratchke, Terry Pickett, Holly Schreiber, Madge Lane, Lindy Lotta, um, George Huckler, Richard Roy, Andrea O'Dell, Christina Bachelor, Chris Swanson, Paula Kimes, Mark Farman, Elizabeth Brault, Carol Nash, Andaza, Alan Dobbs, James Rian, Melanie Young, Donnie Young, Tim Hale, Stacy Gutierrez, Sean DeBoard, Molly, 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 no. We have a lot of Mollies on our page. We do have a lot of Mollies. Then, uh, did you see the picture of Molly's necklaces that she made, Molly Erickson? Mm-hmm. Her choker. Yeah. Her choker. They're gorgeous. Yeah. She like. is a beautiful woman. Yes. Yes. Molly is. Molly is. And, uh, of course, she's the girlfriend of Nicholas Starr. Nicholas Starr. Yeah. Um, Speaking of beautiful woman, the Lauren Marrer. Uh, Lauren is very lovely. She's I'm beautiful. I'm getting her right there. No, she's beautiful. Rachel Hummel. She's very pretty, too. Uh, yes, she Kim is. Kim Bennett. Um, Natan Seal, Ramoni Howard, Sarah Taylor, Allison Schneider, McBansell, Jamie Metcalf, Margot Donahue, Brittany Martin, Danielle Jones. From Between Us Girls. Between Us Girls. She told me that they were working on a special episode for me to be on their show. I doubt well, it. you begged and pleaded and embarrassed <laughs> your damn self. I guess there's no it. pride left. Oh, no, no, I mean, okay. I, I, I can live without pride as long as I'm on their podcast. Deborah they probably want to talk to me about, you know, what's it like to be a hip, sw- single, swinging uh, male. <laughs> yeah. You think? Okay, yeah. Austin Powers. What's it like to sit well, yeah. here? Wait a minute. Tim, tell us what it's like to sit in your apartment every weekend and rock back and forth and hope that the cat doesn't eat your mushy parts while you sleep. What does that feel like? Oh. Uh, you know, I'm more creative when I take Xanax. I figured that, you know, I found that out that these uh, scripts are easier to write when I'm taking Xanax. <laughs> yeah, they're harder for us to read when you're taking <laughs> all know. kinds of Xanax. I feel much better doing them. <laughs> yeah. Susie Randall, Allie Nett, Ho- here's another one, Holly Woodard. She's very funny. Yes. Jay no, Alfred. lady. Aaron Shipley, Sophia Panther, Ronnie Rhodes, uh, Lauren Meredith, Jennifer Samoan, Sabota Samoan, yeah, Kelly you Caldwell. Her, you get her name wrong every time. You know what? An idiot. No, was that was harsh? Yeah, it's accurate though. You tr- no? Okay. You like that, Brandy? I stuck up for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I, I don't know that. Whose side you want, Timmy? I, I I don't take sides. I I love you both. Yeah, he's Switzerland <laughs> over there. I love you both equally. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Right. Lauren Meredith, we both were holding him back. Yes, we're basically, basically I was on insight. We're basically, we're charity cases. Insight for is going to be featured at CrimeCon. They're going yeah. to be featured. Yeah, because you're not on it. That's kind of where I was thinking. Yeah. So you're trying to say I'm the Pete Best 
Uh, <laughs> uh, bit. You're the Wally Pip. <laughs> I am the Wally Pip. No one gets that reference except maybe a five people. But, yeah. yeah. Um, Stephanie Lynn Pauling, Leith McAllister, Tamara Cola, Tammy Ennis, the Cookie Monster, Valerie I Murray. I like Tammy Ennis. She's very fun. Oh, I don't like Tammy at all. Oh, well. I do not like process. Tammy. <laughs> I mean, what do you, of course we like Tammy. Yeah, Tammy's we love very Tammy. Nice. Tammy's very sweet. Very funny. Um, Anita Darden, Nancy Weller, Carla Nelson, uh, Angie from my hometown. L, Amber Trevino, Karen Alden, Norma DiMaggio, Dan Hamer, Andy Smizer, Brandy Weiss, Callie, 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 Callie Jones. I like Callie. Skip Fayou, um, Kelsey Fro, Jennifer Miller, Miriam Buckwald, can't leave out the beautiful Miss Tasha, Stacy Lynn, and her mom, Miss Ophelia. Yes. Brenda Deutsch, um, Jim Moyer, of course. The lovely Ma Jim Moyer. Maddie Kinnon, the lovely Jim Moyer, yeah. Terry Hemsley, Heather Marshall, Heather Poole, Heather uh, Hall. We have a lot of Heathers. We do. Jeff Hopkins, of course. John Janke, Lise, of course. We've got Joe Hopkins as well. Brittany, Melissa Lubricano. Mike Arnold, Paul Manpilly, Jennifer Potts, Marion Barber. Damn it. What? I forgot to give a, a Patreon shout-out to Jason Dykes. I left him off the you last three times. Got, uh, why Jason, don't you fuck Jason? What, just, uh, why don't I you know, just no, say I fuck want, you, Jason? No, no, no. I want to I say a special shout-out to Jason Dykes, who supports been supporting our podcast for a long time. Jason was one of our beginners. One of the first the ones. He's a great guy. Jason, thank you, thank you very, very much, and I'm I'm adding you to the, my list that I printed out. Are you friends right with Jason on Facebook? Yes, that some bitch is funny. He is hilarious. He's a, Jason he's is hilarious. So thank you, Jason, and I will never forget you again. He's Christina a liar. Christina Hodges. Yeah, I'm gonna write his name down on this list. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, Steph Glenn, Annette Petray. Because you're an inconsiderate son of a bitch. That's why you forget. Um, no, I'm not. I, I, I really like Jason. I, I don't want him to think that we take it for granted because he's been donating to us for a long time. Thank you, Jason. Um, the the lovely, and I only know she's lovely because I've seen a picture of a cat on a profile page. Uh, Maja Zanalka. I like Maja. I like all these people. I like them all, too. I know, but when you say I like them, it I'm means like other people my you don't like. My likeness for them. And 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 I, she's on the Colonel's crew. She's a, a dedicated. She? she is. You know who's on my team is Radica. No, Radica. Oh, ask Radica what team she's no, on. She will Radica's tell you she's Team Colonel. Team Colonel. Yeah. Team Colonel. She said if I start eating cheese, she will marry me. Rachel Marie Flynn, of course, lovely. lovely oh, so Irish you're not friend. on the uh, anti-cheese coalition I, anymore. I resigned the minute she told me to. Yeah. <laughs> See. Um, you got that marriage thing down pat, don't you? <laughs> you got it. And that is that is half of our list, except for the lovely. We got a couple more. We always got to get um, Little Fallon because she's a mascot of Team The Colonel. lovely Fallon. Lovely Fallon. And Lady Beverly. Did you give uh, Jada a shout out? She's a newer. Jada member. is yeah. new, and I don't have the list updated. Yeah, that, so, okay. Jada, thank you for yeah. listening. You have one goddamn responsibility. Yeah, keep you, that motherfucking list. Do you updated. know how much time he puts into this uh, podcast per week? Twenty minutes. Uh, well, whatever time he you know, spends talking, <clears throat> that's the amount of time he puts into the podcast. <laughs> you, you know, I, this environment's getting more and more hostile. <laughs> yes. I, I feel that. 
And and yeah, and Mr. Bitters, we're both pointing at you. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happens to you over. The, we just from now on we got to say no doing podcasts on Monday because Timmy is a fucking evil bastard on Monday. No, that's not true. Oh please. Oh please. It is. I'm true. no different than I am every other day. No, that's you're not true. more dickish on Monday than you are normally. The squirrel right. meter's pumped up just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, weekend is why. Yeah, I know. All right. Any other uh, shout-outs? Of course, Lady Beverly. We got her. And I, then... I exchanged uh, uh, messages with Beverly yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, sh- her daughter is uh, choosing between Cambridge and uh, Newcastle. Isn't that amazing? Yes, she's Girl's a very, a yeah, very talented. And she's going to be lady. married to my boy Logan. Yeah, or one of you know the royal family. Oh yeah, but <laughs> given the choice, I mean, yeah, um, she choose them. But of course, Beverly. No, that that's crazy ass Allie. Who <laughs> not that, not number. that, not that. You know, you know, Logan's a fine catch. I'm just saying he, she'd be marrying into your, you know, right. Yeah, your his yeah, family. Yeah, fine, Walters member. Yeah. Um, and how did uh, Logan's uh, exhibition go? By the way. Oh, fine. He did very well. He Good. had two pieces in there. It was really nice. This is at uh, University of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. It all shows Friday night. He's a very talented artist. He is a very talented kid. He's dumber than a brick. I don't know but, how uh, you got so many talented children when they take after their mother. Yeah, uh, it has to be. I mean, it's obvious, right? I'm pretty sure she was cheating on me. Um, <laughs> okay, um, Colonel. I got you know who I. Oh, my gonna, mom. I, and one more before we get to her, I'm going to give a special shout out because we was a little concerned about her. Mm-hmm. And she when she read, heard the podcast and and checked in on the pages. A lovely Nicola, Reed, Nicola Reed. Yes, we, she's been very busy. She has been very busy, and we we always love to hear from Nicola. So and then of course the lovely Dottie Scott, who we do this show for, and Dottie. Uh, talk to Timmy. He's, he's he's just abusive to me and Brandy. Brandy he's and a myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we we come in here first of all. I would like to just. Say, I don't feel safe in my own office. I just like to I, say he it's triggers after, me. It's he after triggers three me. o'clock. I've been here since four, so if we could wrap <laughs> this up. <laughs> I'm just saying you're you. Sometimes you trigger some of the I some op- of my I insecurities and fears, Timmy. I don't oh, feel safe you? in my own office. Yeah. It's it's all not. right. Let's wrap this up. You can. Uh, you know, oh, continue this off air. Uh, Brandy, where can people find us? <laughs> you can talk about me when I'm gone. Just oh, we will. You can bet that. You where can, can people find, find us on Facebook? Yeah, join our Facebook group. We have two pages. One is called History Dweebs, but the, the, where the action is is on our group page. It's called History Dweebs, the podcast. It's a very fun group. We have all, you know all the people we're giving shout-outs here to we interact with, and they're a great group of people. So join us on History Dweebs, the podcast Facebook group. It'll be a lot of fun, I promise. Where else can people find us, Brandy? You can find us on uh, Twitter. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter um, at History Dweebs 1, or you can follow uh, Chuck at uh, Hawk Waters. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can. Please leave us a review. Uh, we got a couple of bad reviews over the weekend, guys. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to read them because I don't want to recognize the people that did them, but uh, we got a couple of bad reviews. So if, if you if you haven't left us a review yet and would not mind doing so, we would greatly appreciate a positive review because it helps people find us. And, um, you know, we, we, we appreciate all that. We got a lot of positive reviews, but every time I get a bad review, I kind of makes my day You know suck. the thing about bad reviews, though, Timmy? 
and and I don't believe this shit for a minute. I do not believe every motherfucker that leaves you a bad review says this is the only review. Only this show is so bad. I've never reviewed a show before, but this show is so bad it forced me to write my only ever in my lifetime review. Yeah, one one, one person said they they listened to ten episodes before. It, they, it, I read that and I was and, like, and I'm why? Calling, I'm calling bullshit on that. How much? How many bowls of dog shit you got to eat before you realize <laughs> yeah. you don't like dog shit? You dumb motherfucker! Yeah. How many you you? You listen to I, 10 episodes. I agree. If I you listen to 10 episodes and you ain't in love with the colonel by then, something wrong with you, you but, sociopathic uh, some bitch. Don't, we Bassett, don't want you. I, maybe Kim. Is it Kim? K. Bassett left us uh, a five-star review the other day. Thank you very much for that. That might be Kim Kamikaze. Maybe. But uh, who, uh, Kim Kazmersky Kim uh, We appreciate it. Okay. Um, and you can uh, find us on all the popular uh, podcast apps. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll see you all again next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.